Turns out, everything you think you knew about probiotics may be wrong. It can get pretty confusing with the market saturated with probiotic everything. Let me give you my personal take and share what I got introduced to back in October. Seeds DS01 plant-based capsule is not only a probiotic, but a prebiotic. There are 24 strains of specifically formulated probiotics targeted for digestive health, gut immunity, as well as additional systemic benefits. There's actually a prebiotic capsule encapsulating the probiotic inside, which ensures that the probiotics actually make it to your colon with 100% survivability to do its job. Many think of pre and probiotics as only gut support. It does support the gut barrier, but Seeds DS01 also supports other areas of the body for whole body benefits, skin health, heart health, and micronutrient synthesis. Healthy regularity and an ease of bloating are just a few other common perks you may experience so if you want something to help balance out your bowels and start a new healthy habit for the new year and your life, visit seed.com slash digest20 and use code digest20 to redeem 20% off your first month of Seeds DS01 Daily Symbiotic. Hey guys, I actually need to tell you that if you're not subscribed to my newsletters, they come out every Friday and they're called Friday Finds. This is information that only my subscribers get in their inbox. I share new food finds I don't share on Instagram. Food news, food trends, and products that aren't even on the market yet. But I've got the scoop. I also share special discounts and other recipes throughout the week. Again, only to my newsletter subscribers. This is not published anywhere else and cannot be found on my blog. I do not and never have shared any of your information. This is just another way to stay connected. So be sure you're in the know and subscribe to my weekly newsletters by going to littlesipper.com slash subscribe and enter your email. That's it. So pause this episode and go to L-I-L-S-I-P-P-E-R.com slash subscribe. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the Digest This Podcast. I'm your host, Bethany Cameron. And every Monday, if you're new to the show, every Monday we release something called Bite of Knowledge. And that's what you are listening to right now. They are shorter clips. They are not interviews, but just little bites of knowledge just to make you smarter than your friends. All right, so today the subject is meat glue. Now, even if you try your best to avoid foods that contain artificial additives, there's still a good chance that you've eaten transglutaminase, also known as meat glue. So transglutaminase or meat glue is used commonly in many processed meats, including sausages, chicken nuggets, deli slices, and even high in steaks. So it's even found in the steaks that you may have eaten. And these are mostly in restaurants and it's widely used 
in the food service industry for fast food, casual, and even sit-down restaurants. So what is meat glue? The image of gluing meat together probably comes to mind when you hear that term. And well, that's exactly what's happening. Transglutaminase, or sometimes referred to as TG, is also often called meat glue and is a controversial food additive. In fact, in 2010, the European Union banned its use according to Food Safety News, but the USDA still allows it and the FDA classifies meat glue as, quote, generally recognized as safe. The United States still uses a lot of ingredients that are banned in other countries, so that's no news to me. So what is meat glue? The question still stands. It is essentially an enzyme that is found naturally in humans, animals, and plants. It can form bonds between different types of proteins or different pieces of protein, which is why it's been given the nickname nature's biological glue. These enzymes have several purposes and they don't all involve meat products. TG can be used in baked goods and dairy as well. It's made from cultivating bacteria from blood plasma from pigs and cows, says Rebecca Park. She is an RN in New York City and creator of remediesforme.com. All right, so why is meat glue used? TG is used to develop or improve the texture of a variety of products such as sausages, chicken nuggets, imitation crab, bread, and even cheeses. It's so effective at fusing proteins together. It's also commonly used to create one piece of meat from multiple pieces. Pork tenderloin is a good example of how TG can be used. This cut of meat is naturally a cone shape with a broader thick end that tapers to smaller narrow ones. With meat glue, meat producers can glue multiple pork tenderloins together to create a tenderloin that has a uniform shape and size. This might be ideal in restaurants or catering companies where having even equal sizes is preferred and it's often required. That way everyone gets the same slice, same cut, same everything. Chefs in high-end restaurants even use it to produce novel dishes like spaghetti made out of shrimp meat. And high volume restaurants serving buffet style meals may serve steak made by binding together cuts of cheaper meat with this meat glue. This makes for a budget friendly option and allows restaurants and food manufacturing companies to utilize the lower cost and smaller cuts of meat and create an entirely new quote cut of meat by forming a larger piece. The crazy part is that it's hard to tell the difference between a piece of meat that's been glued versus the real deal. Additionally, it's added to many commercial baked goods to improve dough stability, elasticity, volume, and the ability to absorb water. Excuse me. Um, Now, check this out. 
10 meat and cold cut processors and fast food outlets, including Tyson Food, Cargo Meats, McDonald's, and Arby's, were confronted and contacted regarding putting meat glue into their proteins, but all declined to discuss whether they used it or any blood extract products, saying either it was proprietary or if they did use them, it need not be reported because the binders were considered a processing aid. So how much meat actually contains this? Well, the American Meat Institute says about 8 million pounds of meat in the United States contain TG. And if you eat processed foods such as sausage, hot dogs, chicken nuggets, uh, your diet likely has an even larger amount of meat glue than the diet of someone who avoids those foods. Now, how can you tell if a food has meat glue or not? So get this, you guys. The USDA requires meat, egg, and poultry producers to list transglutaminase on ingredient labels, but they don't always have to write the word out in such clear terms. So you may see TG enzyme or TGP enzyme or even simply enzyme in the ingredient list. I bet you've looked back at a label and read the ingredient enzyme and thought nothing of it. In fact, you may have even thought it to be a good thing. This is so deceptive and it still boggles me that some companies are getting away with this and worse, companies know what they are doing and I feel like they don't even care. And for other products, including breads and dairy, the label may be less clear. So if you're unsure about the food you're buying, just contact the manufacturer. Another question you may have, is it safe? Now, the USDA and FDA both agree that meat glue is safe. However, some researchers and food experts have raised concerns. The biggest concern and ultimately the reason the European Union banned the enzyme is bacterial contamination. Each time proteins are glued together, the risk for introducing more bacteria such as E. coli goes up. The risk of food poisoning in food that is glued together is extremely high. So this is because the smaller pieces of meats have had a chance to grow bacteria before they are glued together. And the glued meat may also be harder to cook, which increases the risk for foodborne illnesses. Now, what about side effects or other concerns? So according to a 2016 study in autoimmunity reviews, individuals with a gluten sensitivity or celiac disease may need to avoid foods made with TG. That's because the enzyme may increase the allergic load in the body, which could cause serious reactions. In people with weakened immune systems, digestive diseases, food allergies, and sensitivities are advised to avoid all foods with TG and stick to whole, unprocessed meats. Again, maybe you are trying, but you just don't know. Why are only these individuals advised to avoid meat glue? That's my question. Why are only these people advised to avoid it? Like, shouldn't we all be advised to avoid it? 
Because fact is, those that are, quote, healthy enough to consume it will eventually fall into the previous categories of digestive diseases, autoimmune issues, and develop other immune issues caused by eating this. So whether you're trying to avoid all food additives or just transglutaminase, it's best to stay away from processed products and choose high quality whole food ingredients whenever possible. And get your meat from either local or small regenerative farmers you trust. Uh, I personally love wild pastures, pasture-raised, grass-fed, and grass-finished meats. Uh, Wild Pastures, they deliver meat from regenerative American family farms to your doorstep for less and carry a wide variety of chicken, beef, pork, and even wild-caught fish. They deliver nationally throughout the entire United States. And in order to keep costs down and pass the savings onto the consumer, Wild Pastures makes every effort to optimize the use of the entire animal. They distribute various cuts evenly across their member base, but have no fear, you aren't stuck with what they choose. You can customize each and every item in your box so you only receive cuts you know and love. And if you want to try a box of Wild Pastures, they're offering my listeners 20% off. Just go to Wild pastures.com slash digest for 20% off. That's wild pastures with an S dot com slash digest. And I'll also include that link in today's show notes. Thanks again for listening to this week's Bite of Knowledge. I hope it made you a little bit smarter than your friends. And if you enjoyed this episode, please remember to share with all your friends and family. That helps get this podcast out into more ears and ultimately change lives for the better. See you guys next time. Thanks for listening to this episode of Digest This. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave a review in your podcast app to let us know. If you're ever wondering how you can support me and this podcast, sharing it with your friends and family is the best way. This is a Resonant Media production produced by Drake Peterson and edited by Chris McComb. To email the show, message us at digestthispod at gmail.com. See you next time. The content of this show is for educational and informational purposes only. It is not a substitute for individual medical and mental health advice and does not constitute a provider-patient relationship. As always, talk to your doctor or health team first.